Hi, I'm Raymond, and you're listening to Insert Quest Here. Today we're playing Apocalypse World. This is our reclaimed Earth slash Verdant Mountains campaign. I am the MC. Uh, so why don't we have our players introduce themselves, starting with Ryan. All right. Uh, hey, everybody. I am Ryan. Um, in this campaign, I'm going to be playing Saffron. Uh, he is the Maestro D character. Um, he is transgressing. He wears vintage wear clothing. Um, he has a porcelain face, which is uh, a tragedy mask, uh, mischievous eyes, a curvy body, and very precise hands. Um, and Saffron runs a sex theater uh, that operates off of a former riverboat, I believe we said. Um, and last, last time he spent some time chasing down um, some errant actors, or an actress and uh, the lighting director who had run off together for a, a tryst. Ooh, drama. Brilliant. Uh, Alex? Hello, I am Alex, and I am playing Canteen Ayazama, the water bearer of our group. Uh, he is a man. He wears ornate wear, which in his case is like a gold toga. Uh, he has a strong face, watchful eyes, and a mended body. Uh, he, like I said, he wears a gold toga and sandals, and his symbol of office is basically a, a chain that has been slightly rusted in the waters of the source, uh, and there's little vials of the water hanging off of it, so he kind of clicks a little bit when he walks around. Uh, and last time, uh, he cowered a bit when the f bone eaters attacked, and he also gave some advice to Archon, uh, because she's getting nervous. Brilliant. Uh, I believe, Alex and Ryan, that you have a podcast, is that correct? Yes, yes we do. We are here from the Ragnard Rock podcast. Uh, you can find us over at ragnardrock.com, R-A-G-N-E-R-D-R-O-K.com. Uh, we do uh, things like this, uh, APs. Brilliant. And Brandon? I am Brandon. Um, I am playing Ozair. They're a ambiguous person, blonde kind of, uh, not really a man, not really a woman, um, slight, very pretty, um, wears kind of uh, weird vintage coats and such with like technology that doesn't really do anything <clears throat> on them. Um, they're a Savvy head. That's about it about Ozair. Brilliant. All right. So we're going to kick things off, I suppose. Uh, last time we did some introductions of the characters and whatnot. So if you haven't seen that, it's worth going and listening to. But you should be fine otherwise. Um, so at the end of last run... There was the, the cannibal, insane people that have been lost to the forest 
the crazed for primeval forest that surrounds your homeland covers your homeland in fact uh, these cannibals called the bone chewers attacked uh, we have to yeah don't uh, they uh, attacked the what do you call it the hold uh, in the evening uh, However, apparently, Brandon says, I forgot to highlight stats. I didn't realize you highlight stats at the beginning of each game. So you re-highlight them each time? I yes. think it, I think, um, isn't it supposed to work that you, the players can call for it? Do we want to call for it? I mean, I'm okay with mine, but we can do it again if you want. I, I can see why they would change each time, because the GM yeah. might be like, oh, I know what I have planned, so I'm going to highlight this one. Yes. And the focus changes. Yeah. All right, because I'm cool with that. Sure. Okay, I am going to highlight... What are the stats again? Uh, cool, hard, hot, sharp, and weird. I'm going to highlight everyone's sharp. Alright. Alright, now uh, for me, for me, I'm tied as far as history goes, so I'm going to go with Brandon. Oh, uh, let's see. What do you do? Let's go with... Do you use hot at all? I use a lot of hot. Okay, hot then. Okay, my stats have not changed. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, saffron is my highest. Um, in that case, um, I'm going to go with weird. Eh, all right. And for me, uh, it is a tie, so Ayazama. What would you like to highlight for me? Um... We all have sharp. Uh, how's your weird? My weird is great. Yeah, go with your weird then. All right. <clears throat> sweet, sweet, sweet weird. In remembrance of uh, the artist formerly known as Prince, go with your weird. <laughs> it's what he would have wanted. It's what he would have wanted. Uh, brilliant. So the cons, who are the uh, consuls, the leaders of your communities, uh, have called for a meeting um, in the probably going to be in the middle of the day. Uh, now, Ayazama, I believe that you and one of the cons, Pacifica, there was some talk of you. Uh, perhaps becoming, uh, making personal visits to them? Uh, yes, she, she had asked if I could make uh, personal visits and bring some, I suppose, bring some water of the source with me so that we could, uh, she could partake of the ritual of the drink uh, without having to come to the source, which is right on the edge of the dam. Yes, so are you going to do that before this meeting you you hadn't really ironed out the details yet the plan was to do that at the uh, performance 
Uh, that will the premiere of Saffron's right. new piece. Um, yeah, Switch Pacific had invited me to. Indeed, but it was in a few nights' time. Are you going to wait until then before you start doing these uh, att personal attendance? Or knowing that she probably desperately needs advice before this large meeting, are you going to head over there now? No, I, I will head over there now. Um, uh, Ayazama has a... Uh, Oh, hell, he has a canteen that he could fill with water from the source. So he, he fills his canteen, and he has the ceremonial bowl, which he puts in a pouch uh, and brings. So he, he brings the two of them with him to uh, wherever Pacifica lives. She's on the, she's on the bar. She's a mer, So she's on the floating water world city thing. Yeah, they have their own. The con have the cons have their own uh, sort of personal yacht, which serves as their quote unquote mansion. Uh, it's like ah. a sail sailing yacht as opposed to a like powered yacht. Gotcha. Uh, we established that at the end of the last game, and yeah. I noticed there was like sea sails. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would imagine it's moored to the you know the rest of the, yeah. of the mer place, but it can be cast off pretty quickly. Indeed, it would have anchored back up, uh, moored back up this morning when the dawn broke. Um, however, we established last game that there is some form of currency here that uh, license plates, which serve as work cards effectively, are traded, um, and you can trade them in. Uh, for to get specific amount hours of labor from those that work on the dam because they all, all tend to be technical minded uh, but also from people that work on that live on the uh, um, the barge so to speak uh, some of them have physical skills as well so uh, but I want to know how food rations are devised up are they purchased as if they were normal goods with labor cards or do you guys get food sometimes as an allotment of work or does everyone get guaranteed a certain amount of food or how does how is food distributed um that's a good question some kind of dystopian labor card you know, like a Walmart would do. Um, <laughs> well, we live we live on a lake, so we wouldn't have too much in the way of food storage. We did establish got, that there was fishing. Yes, that's true. We've got fishing, and then there's the verdant. Mm. Um, I guess the dam might have a place where we can store stuff. Um. Hmm. Maybe it's a you work, you eat. Some type of food allotment. I will not accept any kind of card. My pro-union sentiments will not allow me to play in such a game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, regardless of how the rest of the dam uh, and the and the MERS do things, I think... Um, my people probably trade for food. They um, 
they are brought gifts most of the time to, to performances whenever we hold a performance. Um, I, yes, I indeed. Think... Some people pay in labor cards for right. you, uh, to attend your performances, but others, like, bring alcohol or food. Yeah. So, so we have reserves that we carefully, you know, apportion out between ourselves. Um, and when we need food, we we trade for it, or we um, we I guess throw an emergency performance so that uh, <laughs> maybe maybe we do like a stock show whenever we need whenever we need extra extra food. No, it's it's the like theme, a variety show. It's like there's no theme to this one. It's just uh, everybody's <laughs> gonna do their talent. <laughs> and the admission price is just food. Yeah, just food. Uh, I think the, the the source and the church there kind of works the same way. People bring quote unquote offerings, uh, which sustains uh, the canteen and the few people who live and work there. Excellent. Okay. Uh, so, all right. So. The reason I ask this is because uh, someone has uh, invited you, Saffron, to uh, a breakfast of sorts this morning. Oh, well, how lovely. Everyone knows there's going to be a meeting tonight. You got this invitation, like, as dawn broke, somebody uh, arrived at your... um, at your ship, they'd sailed out to you, uh, and they told you it was a, a small uh, powerboat uh, slash motorboat. I would call it a tinny, but that's not a phrase you have. <laughs> <laughs> so that would confuse three of us. Mm. A tinny is both a boat and a beer, depending on context in Australia. Um, yes, so... Yeah, they come out. It's a young uh, woman. And she hands you uh, hands you a piece of paper with right. some. Actually, it wouldn't be paper. It's like um, sort of like a leather. It's a piece of like skin. Okay. That has some charcoal uh, rubbed into it, and it says it could be like, like a sheet of dried seaweed, or I guess lakeweed. Uh, I mean, you could probably make a kind of leather out of fish skin. You can definitely do it with eel. You oh, can make eel yeah. leather, so... Oh, I like eel leather. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's cool. You know that you are free to keep this scrap of leather. Okay. Uh, wa- and wash the charcoal off it and use it as you would. Uh, it's kind of disposable. Um, I will look at it. What does it say? Uh, it says, I would like to have... Uh, a meal with you this morning before the meeting. Uh, please come alone. Uh, and it is from uh, Toyota, who you know is uh, Holland, uh, the con, uh, one of the cons. It is Holland's brother. He is okay. known to frequent your establishment. And my best customer. Yeah. He is quote unquote a patron of the arts that is his whole character description right like you do, like you are 
Um, all right. Uh, I will. I will thank the thank the young lady who brought me the message. Um, maybe see if we have uh, a plate that I can give to her for her trouble, and uh, or is she is she there to retrieve me as well? Um, that's up to you. All right. You can uh, ask her that if you'd like. Sure. Um, am I to go with you, or shall I find my own ride? Uh, yeah, I, I could take you. Um, I do have to go do some work uh, out on the lake, though. So, either way, if you're coming with me, you're coming now. Right. And, um, you're and you know that if you come with her now, you're probably going to have to hang around on the barge for a while. And also, you're in whatever you were wearing through the, through the siege last yes. night. I would probably like to freshen up a bit. Before I go for breakfast, so yeah, I'll, I'll give her I'll give her a plate for her troubles, and then uh, you know send her on her way. Say that I'll take my own. Uh, I've got my own tinny that. Uh, You've got can... those paddle boats. That's right. We said that. Um, all right. So I, I will I will uh, have one of the one of the smoking children take me in a paddle boat. The theater after rats. I, the theater rats. Um. So she she pushes off and uh, drives deeper into the lake toward away from the dam wall. Seeing as this scene was with you, Ryan, tell me where is what work task is she going to do that you know this is where they're going because of the direction they're heading in. What is um, off at the natural shore end of the lake? Hmm. Um. Perhaps we have um, we have set up some kind of an algae gathering apparatus um, that we can use to process for protein. Mm -hmm. It's so a it's, it's a newer like a, a big net. Yeah, that's just got algae growing on it. Right, and it's someone has I'm, to go. Someone has to go scrape it off every now and again. I'm trying to think how you would force algae to grow on a thing, and I suspect that a lot of your waste is carted out there, like human waste, as opposed yeah. to rubbish, because you just use all your rubbish again. Like as much as we can. Yeah, you will sew plastic bags into uh, shoes or whatever. Right, so it's it's probably like a little bit of the lake partitioned off, uh, with whatever um, whatever we could find, so that there's no contamination because we do fish the lake, um, yeah. and and there's a there are big nets with the algae farm, and you know they have to go get scraped clean uh, yeah. every once in a, every now and again. It is it is uh, your famine store effectively. It's like, mm. well, if there was a fish die-off, maybe because of all that algae we're farming. <laughs> but at least we've got the algae. Yeah. Uh, brilliant. Uh, so, Ozair, my understanding was that you had a new plan you were thinking of presenting at this meeting. Yes, I also have a move I need to make. Beginning. Oh, you have a beginning session move. I forgot. Does anyone else have a beginning session move? No. Yeah. No. Sweet. Nope, not I. And everyone has things where their barter is taken care of as long as thing, except for Brandon? Uh, yes. Yeah. 
you two have moves that are like, oh, I am at my place, and my place is doing business, so I don't have to worry about upkeep. People give me things, so I don't have to beg for food. Yeah. You know, it's like it happens when you're an artist like that. <laughs> I wish. Hey, how awesome would that be? Hey, be hey I'm like a priest. That pretty much works. <laughs> How'd you go, Brandon? Sorry? Uh, 13. That sounds good to me. So if any time you or I can spend this hold to have me appear in a scene with proper tools and knowledge of how to fix something. Yeah, cool. Not you necessarily, could... a, you know, it could be an emotionally fixing situation. As we know, Ozair is very good at fixing emotional situations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did a great job last night. Yep. If uh, fixing emotional situations is anything like fixing a boxing match, then you're great. Yes. <laughs> um, that gives me another thing. More experience for Ozair. Um, so. Yeah, Joe. Exactly. But yes, beautiful light um, job. <laughs> beautiful light project. Why can I think of the word project? Mm-hmm. Um, so, after I wake up in my crumpled heap. Um, after, after feverishly writing the word light over and over again on a blackboard. That's right. Um, I go to the place that my father would go for advice. Oh. And that is to the source. Um, oh, brilliant. So you... Over- doesn't like the source. She thinks mm. it's a waste of time. She thinks it's garbage. She thinks everything there is garbage and all the people there are garbage. But they have some kind of religious aspect, so maybe they can help. I don't know. You'll probably get there for the morning service yeah. uh, just before Alex... Will, uh, sorry, I've forgotten your character's name again. Ayazama. Ayazama. I'm never going to remember that, am I? God damn it. Right just after, I know, right? Just after, just uh, as Ayazama, uh, just before I, Ayazama will head out to the con, because you can't not do morning service. You're yeah, yeah you got to do that first. Uh, um, what does the place the, uh, the services are held in? Look like. Uh, so the, the the room that contains the source is a small-ish concrete bunker, and uh, when you walk in the front door, there's sort of like a vestibule area. And I decided this last uh, yesterday, since there's no no weapons allowed, there's basically like post-apocalyptic cubbies on the wall in the vestibule. So everyone like takes a cubby and puts their guns and knives in there, um, and then you you walk in. There's large tanks that are stainless steel and glass that you could see the water of the source in, and it kind of bubbles, and lots of pipes that empty into um, a bright, a, uh, a bright um, platinum. That was a, a bright platinum basin, uh, and the water kind of like drips out of the these these pipes into the basin. So there's that little drip, drip, drip sound all the time. Uh, and if you get close, the Water smells vaguely floral. So, Ozark kind of enters in 
near the service's end, probably. Yes. Uh, There's a... Large magnum out and puts it in a cubby. <laughs> so there's a as, as you walk in, there's a bunch of people kneeling on rugs made of all sorts of stuff. Probably lots of eel leather rugs, because uh, apparently that's a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Canteen Ayazama is thanking uh, the source for its water. As everyone passes around this little shallow bowl and takes a sip of the takes a sip of the water and passes it to the person next to them and goes or makes its way around the room, everyone sharing this communal bowl. All right. Um, Ozair kind of keeps their distance, keeps his distance, kind of you know comes in, puts the gun in the cubby, and then just kind of stands awkwardly at the back of the. Bunker, kind of like, nope, I don't want any of your water. I'm here, I'm following your rules, doing that stuff. Great. Okay. Um, I think it would take a few minutes for the the ceremony to wrap up as the bowl makes its way back to Ayazama, and whatever, whatever is left, he drinks down because the water can't be wasted. Uh, And he says one more blessing. And everyone, everyone stands uh, and sort of like mingles a little bit and makes their way out to go start their start their day. That's all I guess. Wipe, There's just wipes her greasy hands because obviously she has greasy hands. Uh, of course, and kind of pushes her way past people going out and towards Ayazama. He's uh, he's rolling up. The, the mats that the the what was the eel skin eel leather rugs he's rolling them up there's like they're like they get stored like yoga mats in the corner and like a basket so he rolls he's he's rolling one up and putting it away ah hello hello uh, I'm afraid you just missed the service oh, um yes I did. Oh, well, if you like, uh, there will be an evening service that you can you can come back to. And she kind of puts her hand up and sighs and says, mm, I need to talk to you about something. Of course, that is one of the many reasons I am here. Yeah, 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 old man. Um, so she kind of stands up to her full, kind of tall height, and kind of looks down at this older man, kind of rolling up these fish skins on the ground. And she says, I may... She chooses her words carefully. She kind of looks around. Are there people still in here, like, mingling about? They're, they're probably, like, towards the door, okay. like 20 feet away. Um, what was the name of your lover? My lover is Babylon. Uh, Babylon is uh, talking to some of the people. Uh, she can tell that uh, some of them probably want to talk to you, but whatever this interaction is here is clearly more important. Yeah. Um, people know who Azare is because Azare is a competent, uh, savvy head and is yeah. also 
the child of one of the like elders of the community. So also, Nippikin yeah. is probably standing in the corner. Nippikin's your bodyguard, him. right? Yep, cool, Ooh, sweet. All right, correct. continue on with your scene. So, you know those uh, bone eaters, right? Yes, yes, they are quite terrifying. I think that is why we had a slightly larger turnout this morning. Kind of scuffs her shoe, kind of kicks errant dust on the floor, not like at him or anything. Um... I think I have a way that we can stop them from attacking us. That's very good news. How? They don't like light. I saw it in a... It rolls her eyes. A vision. Ah, so... The Keeper of the Sword... Or the, the... what would they call it? Uh, the the herald? No, the source. So the source, the waters of the source granted you a vision. Not exactly, but if you want to believe that, sure. Um, so when I bring this up, you understand some people aren't going to be too happy with the resources we're going to need to put towards it. You understand this, correct? Oh, oh, well, I suppose it depends on the resources it would require. Well, we need lights, and we need power, and we need people. I could see why some might be opposed to that. And so I need important people rolls her shoulders who would support me when I bring this up. Uh, Ayazama stands um, and and smiles. You don't politic very often, do you? I prefer not to. Yes, well, he talks as he walks over to the the bin with the, the mats in it. Unfortunately, not even the aquifer of the soul could prevent us from getting our hands dirty at times. What needs done must be done. I kind of look at the kind of equipment. Is there kind of you know looks at the equipment you have in here? Do who performs maintenance on the equipment? I do. Okay. Kind of, those are kind of leans as you're kind of leaning down to put this stuff in this basket. And she kind of gets close to you and says, You know, we could probably, you know, help this thing along a little bit. It's looking a little, you know, rusty. Pipes, you mean? Yeah. Ah, <sighs> Ozer, you do not need to bribe. 
If it is for the betterment of the community, then it is something that I feel like I should I could support. Out of the corner of her mouth, and it turns up and kind of leans down and kind of slaps you on the back and says, "Well, we can get this done. We can focus on more important things. You know, like not dying." Always positive. Uh, perhaps, though, you might want to find someone slightly more experienced in swaying the minds of the people to deliver your message at tonight's meeting. And who would you have in mind? Have you seen Saffron lately? Zara kind of tenses up visibly and kind of looks at you and says, the last time I was in there, shakes her head. If... Yes, well, they're only rehearsing now, so I don't think you'd have to worry about any of the lewdness if that is what upsets, what, what upsets you. But Saffron is, if not respected, that at least listened to. Um, I've heard rumors that... Sometimes she has uh, recordings, but she might be your best bet. I unfortunately can support you, but I don't know the details of the plan, and it is more important for the canteen to stay neutral, someone that everyone could come to, as you yourself did. I would like to um, read a person on... Ayazama. <gasps> Go for it. In Ayazama. Boop, boop. Let's see. It's seven, eight, nine. Is that sharp? Yes, that is sharp. Don't forget to tag that XP, yo. I think Brandon just got an advancement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, so I don't, I don't have the general rule sheet in front of me, so... Um, I don't know Indeed. what that Brandon, does. you tell us what we need to do. Yes, um, I'm just holding one. I'm going to ask you a question here. Okay. Yeah, so let me see. Um, let's see which one to do. Is your character telling the truth? Yes, yeah. Okay. All right. He doesn't, he doesn't want to take a side in what could be, as, you're, as you yourself said, it could be a uh, divisive issue, and he doesn't want to be seen uh, taking a side right off the bat. Ozer kind of squints her eyes at Ayazama and says, well, old man, I will... might be back sometime for some service. Well, young girl... You are welcome anytime. Kind of walks off, grabbing her gun before she leaves. Oh, kids these days. And probably making my way towards Saffron, and that will be the end of that scene, I would yeah. assume. So, yeah, Ayazama's gonna finish, you know, 
getting the mats and you know take you know cleaning up after the morning ceremony and then uh, heading probably like a half hour later heading over to Pacifica. All right. So in that case, for narrative convenience, because it's apocalypse or. Saffron arrives at the uh, dock to the dam, which is where uh, Toyota is currently living. Uh, just as uh, Azair is going to find her. So you both run into... Actually, is Saffron male or female? Um, Saffron is transgressing. He is a oh. he is a trans man. Oh, so I'm guessing. I'm guessing because it's the post-apocalyptic future. There's no like uh, hormone therapy or gender reassignment. So, well, we did previously say there might not be those things, but there are other things. Like, for example, Ethan Ozair's father is a man who has a womb. That's true. We have previously established. Oh yeah. I would. I would. Uh, so he's probably trans, or perhaps some kind of intersex. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. You wouldn't really bother fleshing it out beyond that if you were actually a person that lives in this community. You'd be like, oh yeah, Ethan. He's one of those guys that has a womb. <laughs> you know, cool. It's like, oh sweet, good for Ethan. Good on Ethan. Yeah, yeah good for him. So so. You so uh, saffron uses he is a pronoun. He, he is he, a pronoun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But so I, he. I misgendered my character a few times during the last session. That's all right. These things happen. We now know moving forward. So he runs into uh, Jose. Um, saffron has uh, composed himself uh, and dressed up for the breakfast. Um, he has. Uh, Perhaps a, a basket of fresh fruit, uh, which was given to him and his players, and he is on his way to share it with his best customer, Toyota. Um, was that fruit grown by someone in the community, or was it harvested by someone out in the verdant? Did they, like, see some trees and pick it? Um, I don't... I think we didn't didn't we establish that we can't really domesticate plants anymore, or is that no? But I, I bring it up because you, it might be a waterworld situation. Someone might have a small tomato plant or a lemon tree, um, like a little one in a pot. I like the idea that it was that it was brought back by by someone who went out exploring the verdant. All right. So describe to me this fruit that uh, Ozair sees you carrying as you get off the little uh, paddle boat you're in onto the dock. Um, it's, it's something that kind of looks like a, a squash or, or some, kind of a, some kind of a gourd, um, but it is a very violent, a very violent red, uh, almost, a, almost a blood red. And when you break it open, you can eat the seeds, but they're almost like pomegranate seeds inside. Like so those little like bursts of Delicious. sweet juice and flavor. Um, so it's a pumpkin or a or a pomegranate? 
It's it's kind of like a pomegranate. Yeah. We can call it a pomegranate if we like. Cool. Called the cosmic seed. Interesting. That was my porn star name. <laughs> yes. Um, I uh, I dress up like the Silver Surfer. Gross. So, Ozer kind of audibly sighs in happiness, seeing Saffron kind of makes moseys over. Um, their gun into their waistband. Saffron, Saffron is is sort of taken aback because uh, he does not expect to see uh, Ozer, uh, you know, acting so relieved and friendly to see him. Um, so he he kind of you know smiles and his eyes twinkle behind his mask. You can't really see the smile, but you can see the you know corners of his eyes pull up. Um, and uh, he he says, "Oh, Ozer." How are you this morning? Good. Good. Um, let's uh, walk and talk, as they say. Oh, certainly. I'm on my way to see Toyota at the moment. Um, are you nice. on your way to anywhere particular? Nope. You're the person I wanted to see. Oh. Well, how fortunate for us to have met then. Um Listen, I, I really must apologize uh, for for what happened the last time you saw a show. Um, I I, <laughs> I I thought you know it read pretty clearly during the script that the the denial of pleasure was written into that character. <sighs> Let's let's not discuss it if, if at all possible. Oh, certainly, certainly. So, so uh, uh, you guys, by the way, can see Toyota's home down the way. It is a it is considered a bit of a luxury uh, kind of home, but it is. It looks ramshackle to shit. Uh, it is um, it's a platform made uh, on to, out of like pallet type things, uh, being uh, held up in the water by pontoons made out of uh, like big drums, uh, metal uh, drums, uh, and then he's got sort of a few posts with a hammock and there's a roof but there's no like walls on it it's like and there's a small little outboard there's two little outboard engines uh, and he often moves it over to uh, either uh, Saffron's theater or to the barge depending on you know his moods or whatever but like he, you can see him standing there with a cup in his hand, drinking something, and he's wearing the raddiest looking patchwork silk uh, dressing gown. I say silk; it's like faux silk. I can't remember what satin. It's satin. That's what it's called. Uh, 
and he doesn't appear to be wearing anything else, and he's just standing on his deck looking at you guys from down the other end of the dam wall, drinking this, whatever it is he's drinking. He's just watching you. It doesn't look like he's watching you in a hurry-up-and-get-here kind of way. He's just like, hmm, it's the morning, and I'm looking out across this wonderful place that I live, because he Jesus thinks this Christ. is amazing. He th every day of his life, he feels like he is living in paradise. That is how privileged Toyota is. Sink that damn bourgeoisie barge. Um, Do it! So, I was there kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, not wanting to approach this eyesore of a construct, yet already saying, let's walk and talk. So, they continue walking with Saffron. So, did you guys have fun last night with the attack? Um, well, uh, we got as far as we could from the shoreline. Uh, we, we have some, some procedures in place. Not a lot of us got much sleep last night. I was tending to the children. But uh, thank goodness those little intrusions don't happen very often. What, what would you say if um, there would be a way to stop them from happening altogether? To stop them from happening? Well, that, that would be... That would be excellent. Um, or, or at least put up a preventative measure. Hmm. I, I don't know. I feel like the, maybe the community needs a little bit of danger to keep it on edge. I mean, we've done a reasonably good job of keeping the bone chewers out so far. Um, they they aren't brave enough to come into the dam or to the lake when they do attack. But it's good for us to know that that they're out there, waiting, waiting for us to falter. But do we want, when there's already other threats on our border, so to speak, do we want to have that threat on our border as well? Hmm. Well, I suppose, I suppose that depends on whether or not the other threats are bringing themselves to bear on us, as it were. I would say that if well, we could find a way to keep them at bay mm -hmm. when we didn't when we were distracted by other transgressors and uh, and threats it would probably be a boon to the community mm. Well, I've devised a way in which 
to keep them at bay. Oh. And how would we do that? I need support and lights in order to accomplish this. Lights. Yes. Guns. Lots of guns. Yes, I believe um, if you've paid much attention, they seem to um, come out only when there is not a moon in the sky. Yes, yes, I had noticed that. And the light drives them away, you say? They're afraid of it, hmm. it seems. So no. your plan... Your plan is to collect as many lights as you can and, and what, string them along the perimeter of the lake and the dam wall? Something less primitive, but yes. Um, perhaps giant lights of some, time, some kind. We'd have to go and find them, but what I'd need from you is whenever the next dam... Do we know if the meeting is coming up or not? Do you know that the meeting is coming up? Yes, the meeting that's going to happen. Yeah, you know, you, every time there's, like, a big attack, because one okay. of these happens, like, every few months, there's always a meeting, like, to the point okay. where the only thing you're unsure of is whether it's going to be on the shore near, on the wall near where the attack happened, on the barge, or perhaps, and this has happened a few times in the past, on the shoreline. Normally when it's on the shoreline, it's like meant to be a scare tactic. It's like, look, we're out here, exposed. But like everyone knows yeah. it's daytime, the chewers aren't going to attack. But it's like, look, we're exposed. And this is what we are every night when they think about attacking us. Um... I I need support from important people. And I kind of try my hardest not to roll my eyes. Um, and I already talked to Canteen Ayazama. And he suggested um, coming to you as you are a better person than me to be speaking and, you know, wooing the crowd, so to speak. Ozer, I would love to help you, but uh, I produce theater. I produce art. I do not produce propaganda. We talk about the grand issues of life on my stage, of, of, of loves and hatreds and, and war and death and destruction. And, oh, I don't know, building, building a bank of lights to keep away the bone crunchers just seems so, so pedestrian, so prosaic. Indeed. Brandon, I have an idea of how Ozair might appeal to Saffron, if you don't. Uh, you can keep your suggestion. Nope, that's fine. Um, Ozair kind of looks 
at Saffron and kind of says, well, hopefully they never make it to the boats. And I turn around and walk away. Saffron, Saffron just watches you go um, from behind his mask and then turns and, and strides up to um, Toyota's little pontoon barge there. Nice. Uh, cool. Uh, just before we get to that, Jose, where are you going to go do anything? Um, just wandering off, leaving the scene. Yep, yeah, cool. All right. Uh, Number one enemy, Saffron. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's going on the family tree. Ayazama, Ayazama was so like compla- compliant and and you know acquiescing yeah, to everything know. you wanted. I figured, you know what? I'm going to play the exact opposite. <laughs> You're a right bastard, Ryan. I love it. Whoever thought that I, Raven Cox, would run a political intrigue game? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, or maneuvering, I guess. Um, yeah, just a little. So Toyota's there. Uh, he's very a thin, uh, tall man. Um, He's got an athlete's body, like a runner. Um, he was a um, he was a what is the word I'm looking for? He did follow in his family's footsteps because he is, you know, one of the privileged slash children of elders slash whatever it basically amounts to nobility, mm-hmm. and so he. Uh, you know, trained in the mechanical arts, uh, but ultimately ended up becoming a courier. So he would go uh, between the... He'd go with the hunting parties in order to bring back messages, you know, if they were going to be out for a long time or if they got stuck um, or something happened. Uh, It also often was sent between... uh, to, as an emissary to either the burners or to the yellowkin. Um, not that people really negotiate much with the yellowkin, but occasionally you need to be like, hey, why did you murder a bunch of our guys? And like, oh, they they were wearing the dread color. I'm like, oh, good to know. We won't do that again. Thank you. Also, beware the summertime. I'm like, what's happening in the summertime? It's like, you never really know what is up with the Yellowkin. They're the people that dwell, dwell in the sulfur mines. I can't wait until we meet them. <laughs> they, 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 put, they put on this one play every year that just drives everyone crazy. <laughs> <laughs> unmask, unmask. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, he doesn't have to really do that anymore. You kind of... Only really people that are mm, only really people that are the children of past cons and know that they are unlikely to be con become emissaries because like it's high risk, but like you need to have political skills and if you fuck it up, uh, you d- you tend to die. But if you succeed, like you do it for like two or three years, and then you don't have to do anything for the rest of your fucking life. So that's what he's done. 
Yeah, he's done being emissary. Someone else is emissary at the moment. Uh, we okay. may get to that. We may never. Um, but he's sitting there on this barge, and he... Uh, well, he's not sitting. He's standing, sorry. And you see there's a plate of... Um, Meat. It looks like. Uh, where are those animals? Oh, it's it's muzz meat, which is the mossy moose. <laughs> that sounds so delicious, so appetizing. Uh, you can see that it's been flavored and spiced with something. He says, "Please, saffron. It's a pleasure to see you here." Thank you for your kind invitation, Toyota. Here, I I bring you a gift, and I present the. Uh, pump a granite to him, and I say, um, picked in the verdant days ago. Oh, brilliant. Puts that aside. Um, says, uh, please have a seat. And there's some, like, shitty, rusted, um, like, ornamental garden chair type things. You know, the stuff that they make now and pretend it's like cast iron, but it's actually just shitty sheet metal. Nice. And then they paint it white. <laughs> um, there's no white on it now. It's just fucking rust. And there's um, like a haphazard eel skin cushion on there to make it not a, a terrible thing to sit on. Uh, so Saffron, Saffron sits on the, on the chair... Carefully, you know, avoiding the rusty arms of the of the of the chair, touching his um, his his suit jacket, which is as clean as suit jackets can get, um, and and says, uh, "So, what do we have for what do we have for breakfast this morning?" Well, there's some um, grilled uh, muzz. Uh, actually, no, it's not grilled. There is some sous vide muzz, which has then been grilled, uh, in a basting of, uh, citrus, citrus and banana, uh, juices. No one really knows what a banana is. It's kind of like a word that people throw around. It's sort of used in the same way that, like... I'm trying to think of a parallel in cooking. <laughs> it's kind of like saying, oh, this has hazelnut, uh, hazelnut uh, flavoring in it. Like, hazelnut flavoring is kind of garbage flavoring. Yeah. So yeah, just no. whatever catch-all flavoring that nobody can really name, it's, it becomes banana. Yeah, people call it banana. I love that uh, he has a sous vide machine. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> He has, like, this massive cobbled-together sous vide cooker. It's like a fish tank with, like, a radiator in there. Yeah. Uh, you put it in eel-skin oh. leather bags, I guess. I'm not sure yeah. how you would sous vide in the apocalypse. <laughs> anyway. Um, yes, and we also have a... Uh, wine that was made for us by the burners. I will warn you, it is cold wine, but it does taste like turpentine. Ah. But it is strong. <laughs> and he hands it to you. Uh, and you see him pick up uh, one of your uh, pomegranates, uh, and he sort of cracks it open 
and sort of starts squeezing some of it into his own cup. Uh, and he lets the seeds and stuff uh, fall in. He's trying to flavor it. And yeah, then he I will. Half to you. I will do. I will do likewise with my pomegranate. Um. So I I trust you've received your invitation to the uh, the spring play. Oh yes. Uh, season tickets were the best, first thing I ever bought. It's a, a good investment on your part. Uh, it's um, it's a it's a pleasure to have a, a a connoisseur such as yourself see every one of my shows. Mm, well, I wouldn't miss one for the world. I cannot wait to see what new performances you have uh, tomorrow night. Well, thrills, thrills, and um. Trying to think what else we said. We said the spring play was about uh, rebirth and mm. uh, and risk and death. Um, Wasn't one of your performers actually pregnant, and like the plan was gonna try and get her to give birth during the run of this show? No, um, that a, a that, that has that, that has happened in the past. Ah, that was yes. it. That was it. Um, no, we we did not get so fortunate. Uh, we did not get so fortunate this spring. Um, we, we, I, I say we we won't be able to match we, we won't be we won't be able to match last spring's performance, um, but we we do have a, a breathtaking drama uh, that we're preparing even now. But if things go well, the winter show could be really interesting. <laughs> the winter show is always really cozy. <laughs> uh Wonderful. Um, I must say, I didn't just bring you here today to uh, talk to you about the arts and the future of the show, although I suppose it could be argued we will be talking about the future of the show. I'm here to discuss the problem of Bean. Bean? Mm. Does everyone remember who Bean is? Um, I have... Ryan can remind us. Yes, I have been down on my on my sheet as the person who wants my theater gone. Yes, Bean is an important hunter. Dun, uh, dun, he's, dun. he's not an elder, but he's kind of the leader of the hunting party at the moment. And he thinks that the bordello is an unneeded distraction uh, and something that is... Uh, the resources going into it could be used for something more productive. Hmm. <sighs> Uh, in that in that case, uh, Saffron sighs and and he says, uh, "Is is Bean making another misguided argument against the arts?" Well, I have my sources within the Hunters, as you know. I I spent uh, some of my uh, young my youth uh, with them, as my duty is at duties as emissary, but. Uh, I have heard rumor that he is going to use this uh, recent attack by the Bone Chewers as a means of trying to get your theater shut down as well as put its resources to better use. You do have the second largest vessel in our fleet, uh, and it is far more mobile than the barge could ever be. 
I suspect he plans to make uh, turn the hunters into an army. And they will need a barracks. Oh. So that's uh, that's that's his plan, is it? What what life is worth living without without art, without drama, without something to challenge the status quo and and keep us questioning and examining? Oh, my goodness, Toyota. I believe it was uh, first Con Tiber that said uh, art is the lens through which we better ourselves. Oh, yes. And you know, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Well he he plans to bring this up at the meeting tonight. Yeah, this the meeting this uh, this afternoon. It's in the middle of the day. So okay. I guess you'd say this afternoon. He plans to bring this up at the meeting this afternoon. Mm, indeed. Uh, I, I would assume. I've only heard snippets of this plan. He may not mention it directly at all. Uh, I do not know where my sibling Holland will come down on this issue, but I can guarantee you uh, that Pacifica will not be impartial. Which, mean, which means she may be likely uh, to, by supporting your case, make it uh, come undone. She would appear biased in your favor. Hmm. She is too passionate about uh, the need for art. Sometimes... Uh, one must appear not to be thirsty in order to receive a drink. Hmm. And has, have, have you, mm, mm, thank you, thank you for warning me, Toyota. I, I must decide how we're going to approach this. I don't know what I'd do uh, if your theater shut down. I mean, I always, I already have enough trouble trying to keep myself occupied during uh, your re your rehearsal weeks. Uh, there's only so many orgies one can attend. Um, I I do not uh, I do not often spend my time. Politicking, uh, is there is there any advice you should you can give me? Anyone I should stay away from, or or those who uh, might lend their support? If my suggestion would be to make sure your house is in order. You don't want any one attacking the theater on the basis of it corrupting the moral fiber of the community. People need a sexual release and they need that entertainment. But at the same time, you don't want anyone claiming that you're stealing husbands away from their husbands. <laughs> and you remember Bah, that little sack of shit. 
<sighs> yes, yes, I do. If they are only going to attack, you need to make sure that they can only attack you on one front. If they can attack you on the moral front and the resources front, then you cannot spread your defense so thin. Mm. Mm. Well, in that case, I'll have to have a little conversation with, with Ba and Dandy and, and make sure they know what the stakes are. Indeed. Uh, and you see him sort of, as he's, he looks like he's about to say something, and he sort of puts his drink down, and he's looking off away from the dam, uh, like the open face of the dam, past and over it, into the distance. Um, that space is behind you. Uh, do you turn to look? Um, yes, I, I think I will. You see a thick black smoke rising in the distance. It's a thin column, uh, but it's far off on one of the uh, further peaks. Hmm. I wonder what that could be. It's a burner stronghold, but it shouldn't be burning that color. When they make fuel, they don't waste it like that. I don't know why. Hmm. And you see him put uh, take off his um, dressing gown as he turns away from you. He's just bare-assed, and he picks up some pants and tugs them on. Um... He says, uh, hopefully you can sort out what you need to do. I have to go run some errands, you understand, so you'll need to get off my boat. Oh, certainly. Thank you for breakfast, and, and mm. thank you for the, uh, thank you for the tip-off. Indeed. Uh, good journey, or whatever. And, yes. uh, he's well. very distracted. I can understand why. That's very concerning. Um, all right. In that case, uh, I'm going to find my theater rat and uh, have him paddle our asses back to the theater because uh, we've got some conversations to have with my crew. Those theater rats, man, they must have legs like fucking bags jammed full of pythons. <laughs> they've, got, they've got leg muscles like you wouldn't believe, but they're wheezy as hell from all the smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Ayazama. Yes, sir. You have uh, made your way to the barge, and you are walking up to uh, the yacht where the cons live. They both live in one, or just the, the Mercon? They live in one because they are married. Right, yeah, okay. Oh, hi, truck. Thanks for driving by while I'm trying to record. It's awesome. Uh, who ships fuel in the middle of the day? Cars? It would get hot. Uh, anyway. Um, so you're walking up to this yacht. Uh, tell me, is the yacht decorated in any way? Um, it probably is. It's 
there's the 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 house of the cons uh, uh there's probably if our community has some sort of symbol or like it has it has a like you know it has the flag flying off the, the post. yeah the symbol is a spear uh and a uh bow locked over one another um on a background of a dam with a lake in it uh, representing Tiber and Chrysler, the first cons. <laughs> so that, that I would imagine, is flying uh, from the mast at the top of the yacht, and it's probably... Oh, hang on. There we go. No, it's probably painted on the back, like, where it would have the name of the yacht. That name has probably been worn away over the years and is just that flag painted there. Brilliant. Cool. Nice. Um, do they have? We we established last time that they have guards. Yeah. Um, are any of these guards on deck? Uh, well, if it's moored to the bar to the the large barge, there's probably like a a gangplank, I would imagine. Uh, so there's I, I I'm picturing two guards flanking that, mm -hmm. and then probably another two on the deck of the yacht. Uh, they both that's... they both have uh, goggles. Uh, one has like um, like the small swimming goggles that like a uh, an Olympic athlete might wear, and the other okay. one's got like a snorkeling mask on. Uh, and they're both holding uh, spear guns, just in case they have to jump in the water. Uh, it is often the ceremonial dress of the MERS bodyguards is stuff uh... on the water. Makes sense. Um, Holland, uh, his guards are a little more pragmatic. They just have whatever yeah. they need. They'll have like you know, then one might have a machete, the other one might have a spear. It's Maybe not... they have like a, a pin that they wear that's you know like a hammer or something. Yeah, they're a little more practical. The people of the dam. Yeah. They're not as Waterworld slash Mad Maxi as everyone else. <laughs> Well, we have sunlight up here. It, it gets to your head. <laughs> that vitamin D. You're all yep. vitamin D overdosing. Drives man crazy. Um, so, um, you see Holland is actually sitting on deck. Um, Holland is, I believe, no one really knows if Holland has a gender. No, um, we said that they're just always covered. Yeah, they obscure who they are. How how do they obscure what they look like? What do they wear that makes it hard for people to tell? Well, Holland works in the dam, so he or she is wearing they. coveralls. They are wearing coveralls with heavy boots. Uh, their hands are either... Either they're wearing gloves or they're just covered in grease. Their nails are cut short either way, and they probably usually wear a welding mask of some kind. So there's just nothing exposed that would give you any indication. Are you guys familiar with um, welding goggles as opposed to a welding mask? They cover just your eyes, uh, and they have, like, flip-up sort of sunglass parts. So that, like, it's got the welding shield glass on top, and then you can flip it up 
and underneath it's just transparent. Yeah, I said no, mask because if it was goggles, you'd be able to see the rest of their face. Oh, don't worry, I got this covered. Oh, okay. Well, then goggles. Yeah, yeah I just make or sure that like you guys Wilson from Home Improvement. There's just always something in front of the lower part of their face. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure you guys understand the kind of goggles that I'm talking about before I go ahead. Gotcha. Um, yes. I know them because I used to wear them when I was uh, oxy cutting. Oh. Um. So I often call them oxy cutting goggles, but that's not what oxy cottons. Oxycutters. <laughs> oxy, oxy, uh, oxy, oxy, oxyacetylene torch is uh, oxy cutter, uh, is what I'm talking to. And, anyway, yes. the point is, they have these little welding goggles as opposed to a full welding mask, and then they have um, yeah, like gotcha. a, uh, a uh, hanky slash scarf of some kind wrapped around their uh, face. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and works. he's also got like a um, he's also got a uh, a hat uh, on. It's sort of uh, a what is the description? It's sort of like um, I think it's called a boonie hat. Oh, like the a brim all the way around with a chin strap. Yeah, but it, it's yep. like the brim is soft and pliable. Yep, yep, that's a boonie hat. Um, I would call it a I might call it a slouch hat in Australia. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so he's wearing one of those. Oh, they're wearing one of those, sorry. And tell me, uh, Ayazama, what is one of the rumors as to why Holland is always covered head to toe? Uh, well, one of the rumors is that back when they were a child, there was... Well, back when they were a child, there was an explosion in one of the rooms of the dam. But the rumor is that Holland was badly burned and so is like covered in burns from head to toe and just covers themselves up so no one so they don't get strange looks from people nice so the explosion happened but whether or not holland was there is up to is rumor i'm making a list of rumors about holland and every time <laughs> one of you meet uh every time you meet holland you guys are going to tell me a new rumor about why he is covered so I love As that. As a heads up for if you should, if you know you're going to be meeting Holland, you should think about this. Uh, and I will just bold that so that I can find it easier. Cool. Uh, so Holland is sitting there. Um, he seems to be. There's someone next to him uh, who's whispering quietly to him. Uh, it's a woman uh, who is wearing. Um, she has a ha hammer pin on. Oh. Um, and is, uh, she's got a few, uh, license plates with some writing on the back, um, in charcoal and, uh, also some, uh, eel skin pads with, uh, some charcoal scratchings on there and she's, seems to be reading off something to him and Holland sort of, you can tell that Holland's gaze is on you. And he sort of nods towards you and then twists, uh, sort of flicks his head towards the door um, that leads down into the ship. I, I nod and give a smile to Holland as I walk by and head towards the door that he indicated. Yeah, cool. Uh, as you step down you into it, you see uh, one of the nicest rooms in the entire hold. Um, everything 
looks like it. Nothing looks cobbled together, even though mm. the room as a whole is kind of like mismatched. Right. Uh, but like the pillows are all one piece of fabric. The <laughs> table is not like glued together and have mismatching legs. I didn't uh, even know that was possible. Each of the chairs around the table are in completely different styles, but they are all in pretty good condition and not cobbled together out of different bits of wood or metal wow. or, or rusting. Uh, and you see uh, Pacifica sitting there. Um, there's a guard uh, there, one of Holland's guards, uh, with a machete strapped to his side. Uh, and he uh, says, I will be just outside, uh, Con, if you need me. He steps up onto the deck and pulls the accordion door shut. I, I smile at Pacifica as, as the, the guard leaves. Good morning, Pacifica. Good morning, uh, Canteen. I know we never quite discussed when to begin these, uh, private sessions of yours, but I figured that with the meeting coming up this afternoon and the events of last night, that perhaps today would be as good a day as any. I, I hope desperately that you would come. I was very pleased when Pedro told me uh, that he saw you uh, boarding the barge. Well, it is my duty to serve all the members of our hold, and from those of the lowest station to the highest. Yes, of course. Uh, tell me, what is the feeling of your congregation today? Uh, how how do you think they're dealing with the attack? Well, our morning service had a somewhat higher attendance than it usually does, but that often happens after the bone chewers make one of their uh, forays into our territory. But... They're nervous, but they they have faith that our leaders will handle this as they have in the past. Yes, of course. Would I know, uh, just from living here, has there been a bone chewer attack since uh, Pacifica has become the Khan? Oh, yeah, they've been Khan for like four years. There's been, uh, oh, okay. there's been a few. So, yeah, okay, so this is old hat. Yeah, but still, she seems more nervous than you'd expect. Like, there's there's like two or three of uh, these attacks a year. Mm-hmm. Why, why would they be so worked up about this one? Like, you just do your routine, we were attacked by the bone chewers, but we survived speech, everyone needs to be vigilant. And right, then, if you see something, say something, now go home. Yeah, so why why does everyone seem to be... Why do all the higher-ups seem to be on a bit more edge, you know? Mm -hmm. so, why did, uh, did Ozea come to you this morning when yeah. you've, they've never come to your service before? Why why did you see Saffron meeting with um, with Toyota? Why, why, why... What's going on that this is happening. Right. So Ayazama uh, recognizes that they're a little more stressed than usual, but he still um, 
he just starts the ritual and so he pulls out the the canteen of water that he brought and the little bowl and pours some water in and you know lifts it up and says a prayer and takes a sip and passes it to Pacifica hoping that the you know the the ritualistic nature of it might help calm her down a little bit yeah you go through the uh, ritual uh, with her and you re-examine some of the tenets of your faith uh, do you give a mini sermon of sorts and, yeah, if you just do, and if you do what is the theme of said sermon oh sermon uh, probably not a sermon uh, but well I'm, parable like you you know not a full sermon but you give something right, right. Uh, you know I, I read her um, some some quotes from the book of uh, the the book of the aquifer of the soul Mm-hmm. Um, I have to write that down so I don't forget Aquifer of the Soul. Uh, and I think so. you should come up with other books as we play too, like other books that various canteens have written. Be like, oh, that gospel was great, but have you heard this gospel? Yeah, well, no, so I think the Aquifer of the Soul is what we call, instead of calling it the source, that's what it is. It's the Aquifer yeah. of the Soul. Uh, maybe so the first I, canteen wrote that, and then the next one's like, well, i got to outdo this guy, <laughs> so... Yeah. Uh, this is, the aquifer of the soul is great and all. It's very important to the faith. But have you heard the book of the hydro engineer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes, I read. Yes, I read her from the book of the hydro engineer uh, about a, a passage about the the resiliency of water and how our community is stronger because you know water you you might be able to contain it for a while but it always it always wants to be free and it cuts through mountains and and levels the earth and it is the the strongest substance and we are stronger because we have built our community on water and that makes us it's a very interesting passage because depending on how the canteen decides to read it and like the emotion they put behind it, it can be read as we're all doomed, or we'll be fine. <laughs> like you go, yeah. well, the dam's gonna break and we'll all die because we'll be washed out down the mountain. Or even like the water, we are the water, and so we will break of free of all bonds and overcome all obstacles. Yeah, it, it really depends on the mood that of the canteen and the community. Yeah, it's, a, it's a dualist gospel. <laughs> oh, very much so. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's what I read to her uh, while we're you know, and so, and then after after it sit after it sits after it finishes, I you know cap up the canteen and put the bowl back in its pouch and sit at the table with her. So, uh, Saf it's not Saffron uh, Pacifica, Pacifica, is there anything you would like to talk about? You seem um, somewhat more agitated than usual after. The after a bone chewer attack. Um, it's just there were some disturbing sightings last night. Uh, at the height during the height of the bone chewer's assault. What sort of sighting? Some of the hunters on the far side from the attack uh, at the other end of the dam claimed that they saw 
a machine, a vehicle of some kind moving in the forest. Uh, I'm not sure what this means. Uh, whether it is even true, uh, but with the rise of the mountaineers' raids, you know they're attacking us more often. They're attacking the burners more often. You think just, that the mountaineers could be making their way to us? They might have decided that it is worth driving down here. Well, that would be troubling. They could have even goaded the bone chewers towards us uh, to probe our defenses. Well, uh, do, does anyone else know about this? I don't know what that noise was. <laughs> oh, that was me cracking my knuckle. I'm sorry. It sounded like somebody scrunching up a bag of chips. No, that was that, that was those are the bones of my body. Oh, there you go. They make those sounds. You have cr crinkly bones. Yeah, they're a little crinkly sometimes. Um, I just I just blow them into my arm and they reinflate. Maybe you should take some calcium or something, Alex. That's uh, ah, a little. No, nah, it's fine. It's fine. It's supposed to be. <laughs> my only regret. I had bonitis. <laughs> um, the people that need to know know. By the way, you can't share this information. It would create a panic. Oh, no, 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 of course not. We need to keep this under control. I'm telling you because I, I want to build this relationship between us. Of course, of course, and I am I am happy to offer you any assistance or counsel that I can. It would be important to me if, in the meeting uh, in a few hours, you backed up my decisions. It will help solidify uh, our direction. Uh, in this time of crisis, uh -oh. uh, I, I I do believe that uh, whatever is in the best interests of the community is, of course, what the aquifer of the soul and its canteen would want to see happen. But what sort of decisions are you talking about? Well, we're we're not sure. We'll need to listen to the people first. No decision decision can be made without them, but. It's very important that the people of our community understand that we're all working together. You have their best interests at heart, and I hope that you trust I also have their best interests at heart. Uh, Ayazama lays, lays his hands on top of Pacifica's. Of course, I understand that, and I trust you. In fact, uh, one of the people, uh, Ozair, of all of them, came to the end of my services this morning and said that she had a plan, something that could help deal with the bone chewers. Ethan's child, yes? Oh. I believe so. Hmm, yes. 
she did not go into the details, but uh, there's something about lights. Uh, she said that the bone chewers dislike light, and if we had large lights mounted at our, the I guess we have fences, basically gates, gates. Yeah. If we had large lights mounted at the gates, it could uh, drive them off. It could. It would also point out to anyone wandering through the verdant exactly where we are at night. That that is true. Uh, I hadn't considered that. As I said, I I didn't know the details. Hmm. Well, I'd be interested in hearing more about that at the meeting. But you will you will support us going forward, won't you, Canteen? Are you and well, I forgot the guys. The possible Holland. Guys, Holland. Are you and Holland going to put together a united front? It's very important to Holland and I that the, ch that the uh, aquifer of the soul is behind us. Uh, okay, I'm going to read a person here. Do it. Uh, so that's plus sharp. Okay. Let me open up our dice app again. Okay, so that's seven plus sharp eight. You rolled your sharp, so don't forget to mark it. Filling in that box. So, so with an eight, I get hold one. Uh, what about uh, the character? Uh, um, what's the cat? What are they uh, really feeling? They are feeling. Or she. I know, I know who it is. Yeah, they are feeling unsure of whether the community is uh, actually going to back them. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, take, like, I, I, I squeeze her hand reassuringly. Pacifica, if it is for the betterment and the safety of the community then the aquifer of the soul shall be behind you. Yes, of course. Thank you for everything uh, you've done. Uh, and, and as you guys are about to wrap up, mm -hmm. you hear cutting through the sound of the busy barge outside in the marketplace and whatnot, you hear the sound of heavy... Uh, purposeful uh, running footsteps uh, on the steel and concrete uh, uh, floor uh, come pounding towards the yacht. One set of footsteps or multiple footsteps? Uh, it's one set of, set of footsteps. Um, it's probably, and then you hear a bunch of other yelling and like excitement. Um, not happy excitement. Uh, yeah, and then... Ayazama, and, Ayazama and then has lots of... Sorry. So you go. No, I was going to say, Ayazama has lots of, like, folds in his toga, so he reaches in between the fabric and grabs the handle of his pistol, just in case. <laughs> yeah. You, uh... The accordion door uh, slides open 
very undramatically because accordion doors are terrible like that. Uh, and the gentleman from yeah. before steps in and sort of looks to you as if to say, hmm, do I need to murder this gentleman? Eh, probably not. And it says, uh, ma'am, you will need to come outside. She says, what is it, Pedro? And it's just like, it's best if you just come outside. Uh, okay, I, I follow her out. Yeah, you guys stand, uh, come out on the deck, um, and you see, uh, standing there is, uh, Toyota, uh, dressed in, um, he's very underdressed, it reminds you of when he was younger, um, and there's a crowd of people around him, and he's, uh, just standing there, uh, looking at Holland, uh, and Holland uh, s says, it's hard to hear them through their face masks, they say, uh, what is it? And Toyota says, I think we should have this discussion in private, um, and you can see in the distance there's a column of black, thick smoke rising from a distant mountain. That's not good. Um, and uh, Pacifica says, just tell us now. There's no time for all this cloak and dagger. What is the matter? Toyota says, one of the burners camps has been attacked. And everyone gasps and is shocked. <laughs> uh, uh, and... How it was it wasn't one of their fuel dumps it was one of their orchards and an orchard in burners don't grow the verdant the verdant grows itself burners cultivate burners and fuel so an orchard is where the one of their communities where they raise their children oh oh now, they are semi-nomadic, so if it's not a part of the Verdant they were currently working, they might not have been there, but you don't know the Burner's movements that closely. They come to you, normally. How do you know that, Toyota? It's... I've been to that camp before. I can tell it's been attacked because they don't burn fuel like that. Who could have done this? The the mountaineers? Yeah, we know who did it. It's not gonna fucking yellow kind or give a shit about murdering children. At least not this season. <laughs> but the bone chewers don't employ tactics like that. Yeah, exactly. It's the fucking mountaineers, man. Everyone's, like, starting to scream and yell at one another, and Holland and Pacifica are sort of looking at each other awkwardly, and then Holland um, puts his hand on the woman who was talking to him, puts her hand on her shoulder, and she screams out, uh, almost like a... Uh, <laughs> it's a sound like an angry gorilla uh, was raised by wolves. Uh... And then afterwards, like, shut up! 
The cons need to say something. And then looks to Holland and Pacifica as they so forth say, There will be a meeting at the shore. You have an hour. Everyone is expected to be there unless you have vital maintenance or duties to attend to. Who says that? Uh, Pacifica. And then Holland says... Uh, Uh, Holland steps forward and says, This is of grave importance. I, I whisper to Pacifica, The shore? Are, are you sure that's wise? Holland sort of looks back to you in their fully covered robes, and you can see the tall, the, the advisor woman also, sort of like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? <laughs> uh, he says, yes, the shore. It is important for us to understand what is going on. Uh, so, is there anything anyone wants to do before the meeting at the shore? Any, uh, any, so. any charts anyone needs to make? Some graph, some graphs. Um, I think I would like to talk to some of my people, and at least know a little bit more about Bean before I uh, I go into the meeting. So, I have a move called "Everybody Eats, Even That Guy." Although I suppose in in my case, it's "Everybody Goes to the Theater." Yeah. Um, and even though Bean is a vocal opponent of my establishment. Uh, he probably has been at least once, or you know, other people know about him, know his his friends. It's a smallish community, so. How else would he know to hate it if he's never been there? True. Exactly what. Exactly my point. All right. Um, so I roll plus hot. I'm basically just going around, you know, talking to my talking to my cast to see if any of them have had any dealings and, and gleaning whatever information I can. Let's see how this goes. Um first we'll clear. And we roll. Okay. So that's um, 10 and a mark XP. Nice. Yes, indeed. Okay. Um, so I get to ask three of these. Um, all right. Uh, how is Bean doing? What's up with him? Bean's doing all right. Um, his daughter... Uh, just got uh, accepted uh, into a uh, marriage of a similar style to uh, Orzea's brother. Uh, so you have to be appraised by the other members of the marriage already. Okay. Uh, and so he's happy that she has found peace, even uh, sorry, happiness, even though it is with uh, multiple people. You know, good, good for her. It's not, it's not being style. But 
you know, he's just glad that his daughter is happy. Uh, and his uh, wife uh, recently overcame uh, a, a great sickness that has been holding for over her for a few uh, years now. Um, a, uh, a consumption of the lung. Oh, we should have brought her to the aquifer. He probably did. Bean is a religious man. Very traditional type of fellow, then. Uh, if he's bringing his, his sick wife to the aquifer and uh, would rather have seen his daughter in a more traditional marriage, but... All right. Um, oh, bit of lag there. Yeah. Um, how could I get to him physically or emotionally? Hmm. Physically or emotionally? Do you have a preference? Probably emotionally would be better. Like yeah. if I if if I say something that will make him seem irrational or you know, like he has some kind of vendetta against me, and and maybe should not be listened to. Tell me, Saffron, were you born in the community? Um. I don't think so. I think Saffron is an outsider. Do you remember where you were from? Hmm. Um, you know what? Well, since since we're going with the the whole um, color scheme, uh, maybe Saffron Saffron's parents were Yellowkin, who um, came to the dam from the sulfur mines. Hmm. You, um, I will get to that afterwards. Um, so, he, Bean is known for often being suspicious of outsiders. You've had a few strange drifter types come out of the Verdant and, like, join the community. Um, some of them were useful, others had to be driven out, um... A few years ago, the Yellowkin, like, came and, like, uh, left a pile of stone um, that was in bricks, like, had been cut into bricks. No one knew why they did it. They just left it <laughs> okay. for everyone. Um, and uh, he was very suspicious as to why they would do this. Um, he's even fought with burners sometimes. Um, there, early on in his career as a hunter, he actually shot and killed a burner in the forest. No other burners were around, and none of the other hunters with it, with, were with him. It almost started a war between the two factions. He maintained that he didn't see the burner in through the trees. Uh, and that there was prey between the two of them, and the prey moved, and his arrow happened to strike the burner. And that if the burner hadn't spooked the animal, then they wouldn't have been shot. But it's always sort of been a rumor that he may have just murdered a burner for being near him. Okay. Um, you know, some kind of territorial thing. Um the rumor isn't, like, super alive anymore. It's still told by some of the older hunters, but it's not a thing that people often bring up against him. Okay. Um, 
So if I did, it would be a pretty big shock to him, and also he mistrusts outsiders, so. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and I got my one more question. Um, who does he know, like, or trust? I'll take anybody. Probably, preferably, trust. Uh, he trusts uh, Jaco, uh, who is the leader of the fishermen, uh, the elder of them. Okay. Uh, Jaco is known as a pretty solid dude. Uh, keeps to himself. Uh, has a small uh, canoe. Uh, no, yeah, like an outrigger canoe, uh, and he just lives on it. Um, like it doesn't. It's pretty much just a bed. Like, and he just sleeps in the water, pretty much because of that. Like he just floats on the water. Um, but he, if you can get out to him, he is normally willing to talk to anyone, even. No one ever is really sure of Jaco's like personal philosophy or standing on anything. Um, he's sort of like your typical wise old man hermit of I will give advice to anyone, and no one really knows who I support. And that's the way he seems to like it. That is the air he has cultivated for himself. All right. Um, so probably. Mm. Hmm. Has has Jaco ever patronized my establishment before, or not so much? As in visited, or as in made fun of? Because you used patronize. Um, visited. <laughs> yeah, I figured that's what you meant, but I'm like, does that word mean a different thing in America? Uh, yes, patron. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um. Uh, he's been there. He hasn't been there in a while. Um, he maybe comes once a year. Uh, normally with other people, like maybe he comes at the end of a fishing season. Okay. Um, with a bunch of the other fishermen as like a, here's a treat. You guys did well. You've got, you've, you've done your work cards. I'm going to take you here. For and a night spend, on the theater, yeah. at the theater yeah. and, uh other things. The um, Bordello. Yes. Yeah, okay. Alright. Um, I can I can work with that. Cool. Now, are you going to talk to Bar and Dandelion? Or is it Daffodil? Daffodil. Dandelion, you're right. Um, you were at the first time. Uh, yeah, I'm actually just going to talk to talk to Bar. Good idea. Because <laughs> dandelion is beyond reason. Um, where do you find Bar? Um, he's your lighting director, but he might not be. He, he could be anywhere in the entire hold. It's up to you. Um, maybe just so that we can be alone for a bit. He is uh, up on the catwalks uh, fixing some lights. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... I walk up to him and uh, I I say, um, "Bah, I wonder if I could have a word." Yeah, what can I do for you, boss? <sighs> well, you see, we have a problem here. 
with a lack of professionalism. Look, yeah. I just I just think that the ch the kids should be able to do something useful for the boat. They're always getting underfoot, you know. I figure we teach them how to do some of the backstage stuff, and then they become an asset. And you know, I I wholeheartedly support that idea. Yeah. But if we can get the theater rats to run the lighting board, it occurs to me that I question why I have a lighting director if he's not going to be there to supervise. Uh, I, I don't know. what. No, you need me, though, because, like, I know the electric stuff from working at the dam, and you need someone who knows the electric stuff. Like, they can... I've got, I've got the skill. I've got the talent. Um, yeah, you need me though, because I know how to fix the lights and stuff. And it's a trade, trade secret. There are lots of dammers, bah, with technical skill and knowledge who would love to come out here and do what you do. And I don't think it's. I don't think it's right for you and Dandelion, especially with your, your, you are a married man. That's, that is completely not the image we want to be projecting right now. So here's what I'm proposing. You, sir, are on thin ice. You have one opportunity to prove to me that you are the man for this job, that you are a loyal, faithful, upright family man, someone that I can trust, someone who isn't going to go behind his husband's backs and throw, throw away his marriage and any kind of professional career he might have here with an actress beautiful as she may be. Um, um, and I'm, I'm going to go aggro on him. Uh, I'm, I'm telling him that he has to cut it off with, with Dandelion, and if he doesn't, I'll, you know, find someone else to be my lighting director. I'll, I'll fire him. Oh, all right. Go, go aggro. Show me that aggro. How well does Saffron go aggro? Pretty well, apparently. Um, a nine. Nice. I um, believe that's probably going to be like, you need to show them your humane business. Yeah. Um, so they can choose one of the above uh, or one of the following. All right. What do you got for me? Um, so they can choose to force my hand, uh, force my hand and suck it up. So like he can say, "Go ahead and, and fire me, uh, cave and do what I want, uh, get the hell out of my way, barricade him, barricade themselves securely in, give me something they think I want, or uh, tell me what I want to hear, or back off calmly, hands where I can see." So. Um. I, yeah, all right. I'm going to go for that back off comedy. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, all right? It's just, you know, 
pretty lady, takes interest in you, you know, I love my husbands, but, like, sometimes, you know, I spend a lot of time out here on the boat, it's hard to get home. I just, I'm sorry, I, I had a moment of weakness. I had a few moments of weakness, but um, okay. I, it won't happen again, I promise. I yes. need this gig, like... See that it doesn't. Or you won't be having any more moments on this ship. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. I understand. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I'm, um, I, yeah, I'll make sure. I'll make sure it doesn't happen. I'll, I'll go tell Dandelion right now. Do us both a favor and leave out this conversation. Yeah, no. No one needs to know. I'll, yeah, I'll, I get it. It's This is between you. You, you know, you... It's just my conscience reminding me be a good man. I get it. Family man and all that. I'm, let yeah, me, I'm let me loyal. Give you, let me give you some advice. Dandelion is a starlet. She loves adoration, but there are many people out in the audience who will give her adoration. It doesn't have to be you. If... One light fades, another will rise. Don't worry about it so much. She'll be fine. Just let things lie. And work on your work on uh, fixing the lights yep. for the second act. Yeah. Uh, I have a question. Are the lights like electrical lights with bulbs, or do you like use candles and mirrors? Um, well, I, actually, I kind of figured that one of the reasons that Saffron was so opposed to uh, Ozair's plan is because one of the, you know, chief sources of lights would be the theater. Uh, yeah. So I, I kind of pictured electrical lights. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, you're, like, you're already having trouble making sure you have lights. You can't imagine right. what would happen if someone built a giant fucking light rig. <laughs> like, what would happen to your staging? They would probably want to take my lights, which is why I'm... No, I, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not in favor. All right. Well, we're going to go do the dams, uh, the interview, the fucking, what is that thing called? Um, public address. Okay. Um, a big anyone... meeting. Indeed. So, everyone is gathering on the shore. Some, you know, small boats and stuff have been used to ferry people over. People from the dam have probably just walked along the shoreline, um, flanked by hunters, because it's like... Fucking a moose could charge out of the forest, or <laughs> a razback. Like, um, so let's get everyone to tell me how how they are presenting themselves at this meeting. Like, how you're showing up, and you know what sort of a front you you have. And I'm gonna start with Ozair. So everyone's gathering on the shore, Ozair. That may be true. <laughs> do you have uh, do you, have you brought anything with you, or uh, do you have your uh, work team with you, or? Oh no, they don't work team to a meeting. I mean, it's a big meeting. You could you might have decided to come together. No, definitely not. Alright, cool. Um. Awesome. You're not going to present uh, any sort of, like, uh, what is the word I am looking for? 
you're not trying to set the stage in any way for yourself, are no. you? No theatrics for you. You're just going to be like, hey, I got an idea. Everyone's like, what? Jose, Jose's got an idea. Exactly. Are you going to talk to your father at all? Um. I mean, I assumed no. before that you'd chosen not to because you didn't want it to be like, oh, well, Ethan's backing this plan, of course, because it's his child. Uh, no, I don't think that would come into Ozair's mind. I think they, um, while they respect their father, um, while sh she isn't much the kind to get embarrassed, she's a little embarrassed about the way she acted last night. Yeah. So she's kind of like, whatever. She's just kind of standing as far away as is reasonably possible. Hmm. Cool. And then uh, if there's a time for her to be like, so you're all retarded. Excuse the slur. Um, but I have this idea. Because you know, that would be what she would say, essentially. You're all ignorant idiots, and I have this plan. Yes. Brilliant. Uh, Who knows? And the canteen? Alex? You yes, the canteen. Yeah, no, I, I had to get to the button. Uh, the canteen is coming. Uh, he has, uh, I guess, his... his uh, uh, Nipperkin is with him, as is Babylon. Uh, Lissa, the brewer, uh, has stayed behind to just you know make to to watch the the aquifer and make sure that nothing happens to it. Mm -hmm. Not that they really expect it, but it's just bad taste to leave it completely unattended. Yeah, cool, sweet. Um, and saffron. Um, I think Saffron is going uh, in his in his work mode. Um, so basically, think like uh, shirt sleeves rolled up, suspenders, uh, probably probably a little bit dirty and sweaty from um, running around the theater in the in the heat of the day and helping people uh, get the get the set built and and get everything just so. Running through rehearsals, you've got your theater um, blacks on. Yeah, um, not not really like, not really like we're we're backstage on opening night kind of kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, no, I get you. Though. I I want to present the image of like I'm I'm working hard and doing my part for this community just the same as everybody else. So that the fishermen's coming out with a, um, you know, a line a line full of fish and and hip waders and and whatever. Well. You know, I'm crawling around in the dust, making sure that the the wiring is is okay, so that our big performance can uh, can go up on Friday night or whatever. Oh yeah, the wiring on your big fancy lighting rig. Right, you know. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so tell me when the cons have made these speeches in the past. Have they, and these kinds of addresses to the whole community, like, oh, we're have, facing a food shortage, so everyone needs to curb their consumption or whatever. You know, um, 
do they uh, is there some kind of music or ceremony that happens do they address like the ancestors of the land or the previous owners of the dam or something like that is there any kind of ceremonial address that is made at the opening of these kinds of meetings uh, that's a good question indeed and it is a question for all of you you can all contribute uh, well, I don't mind giving myself a bigger role in saying that they have the canteen, uh, say, like a little a little blessing. Mm-hmm. Just like a, like a short, thank you for, thank you, Aquifer, for, because we're all not dead. Perhaps the leaders of each community and work team or whatever are offered a small sip of the sauce as they arrive. Yes. Uh, I think everyone is offered a small sip of the source as they arrive. Oh, everyone is? I just wasn't sure if you yeah. would bring that much water. I guess if it's only well, a leech, it would be fine. It's only like a... Yeah, maybe that's the, the, the opening ceremony, is all the, the leaders take a sip uh, from that ceremonial bowl. Right. So all these leaders are gathering around and the cons are sort of standing back from everyone. Uh, and there's sort of... All the people are gathered around in a circle and then the people in the middle. Um, probably a semi-circle, actually, with the uh, cons having their yacht pulled up close to the water and, like, a sort of a makeshift jetty being propped up. Um, and everyone's drink... The leaders are drinking this water and then the cons walk forward. Uh, Pacifica takes a sip and looks to you um, and sort of nods thank thankfully and then says you all should have a clear idea of why we're here last night there was an attack by the bone chewers this normally would be a routine matter Holland and myself would decide what kind of countermeasures we'd like to take and tell you all uh, to be conservative, to mind your surroundings at night, especially uh, on a moonless sky. Last night was different. It has been a long time since that many bone chewers have charged the fence. Holland uh, steps forward and says, There were also some disturbing irregularities in the way that they were attacking us. And we suspect they may have been herded towards us. Everyone's shocked uh, at this. And Holland gestures towards the thinning smoke on the horizon. Uh... One of the burner's orchards was attacked today. Uh, burnt to the ground. We've sent, an emiss we've sent one of the emissaries to try and find their... Uh, try and find... What is the name of old mate who I... Where's my mouse? We have sent one of the emissaries to try and find... Chief Scaperly Rowan. Uh but we do not know when we will hear from them. Uh, 
The fact of the matter is this. Last night, while the bone chewers were attacking us, some of the hunters guarding the other end of the dam saw a vehicle moving through the trees. More shock and screaming. And so like, who's doing it? Who's hearts oh, the mountain is? Or oh, how do we know it's not some new bandit group? Uh, and, uh, you know, Bean says, We need a militia! The hunters aren't enough! They're not trained how to fight men! If we're going to be raided, we need to be prepared. And someone else uh, shouting about, uh, no, that's not our way. We don't have a military for a reason. You know, uh, Chrysler wouldn't have wanted it that way. Someone's like, Chrysler? Chrysler was nothing. What about Tiber? Tiber saved you, dammers. And then it starts to devolve into this yelling match. You can see Pacifica is shocked and sort of anxious at everyone yelling and kind of wants to try and stop it but doesn't know how. Uh, and Holland, uh, best you can tell, is just letting people scream at one another. Uh, Holland is, per, per, from best you can tell, is like, well, they'll stop screaming eventually. Was there kind of um, was kind of sitting on the ground tracing kind of patterns in kind of the dirty sand and kind of pushes themselves to his feet and kind of looks at the people and says, "Well, this was a fucking waste of time," and she leaves. Um, does anyone do anything to stop? Jose leaving? Uh, Ayazama speaks up uh, and yells, Please, please, everyone, this is, this is not the way to solve our problems. This is not the way that we attack issues. We Bunch are here to... Uh, shout along with Ayazama. We're like, Yeah, let the canteen speak! Uh... Uh, uh, Ayazama holds up his arms trying to try to get everyone's attention. We are here to share ideas, but in a calm, civilized manner. What I know for a fact that one of our own had a notion of how to prevent the bone chewers from attacking us again. I, I say as I look at Ozair as she's leaving. Ozair kind of looks over their shoulders and you know, waves her hand and says, forget about it, old man. They're not going to listen. So you're just going to give up? Listening. No, they have not started to listen. Pacifica kind of is looking in towards you, Ozea, and she says, please... Tell us, what is your idea? So he kind of crosses their arms and makes his way back over to the group and says, regardless of 
who or what is riling up the children who live in the woods who want to eat our bones, whatever you want to call them. Um, there are ways we can keep them away from us. Holland just looks out into the crowd, sort of surveying everyone, and then says, How, Ozair? How can we stop them? Well, we're all not dumb. I mean, we know they come out when the moon is gone because they don't like the light. So if we put lights up, I mean, it would be some work. We'd have to find lights big enough to place around the perimeter. And of course, we'd have to get the generator working, and it'd be a lot of work, but we could keep them from coming near us any longer. Uh, Ose, tell me why this hasn't been done in the past. Surely someone else has thought of, oh, if we put up lights... So why hasn't anyone else done it before? Hmm. Why wouldn't anyone do it? Yeah. Um, probably because... Well, let's see, what do I have to do? Because it takes too much work. I mean, it's a lot of scavenging. It's a lot of... Um, repair and maintenance, it's a lot of work when you could just do the same thing you do every day. Mm. Just fix the thing and then sit around and wait till the thing is broken and fix it. Alright. Holland, who is a technical-minded person, because he is from the dam, uh, or they, they are from the dam, rather, uh, turns um towards Ethan, who is kind of considered chief foreman, and says, what do you think about this plan? What do you think it could... Would uh, it even be possible to... Uh, with the skills we have, build such a rig? Assuming we find the components that we would need, do we have the labor force to accomplish the task? Um, Brandon, can you please role-play your father? Because oh I can't be both of the people talking to me. Sure you can. Um, let's see. What is Ethan? I don't know. He's happy, positive... He loves his children. He, he is kind of... inverse of grumpy grandpa. Oh, I know what his personality is like, but I am not him, so I'm going to think of what he would think of this idea. Um... Because if he didn't... Um, let's see. So, he has a lot of the same mannerisms that Ozair has. He kind of, uh, even though he's happy, he has a strangely 
like closed off body language. Like he kind of crosses his arms a lot, kind of talks with his feet in a way. Like he's always shuffling his feet, but he looks to Holland and says, "Well, I mean, it's possible." I mean, anything's possible. Uh, one of the other uh, workers, uh, someone under Jayco, uh, shouts out, Yeah, they said we couldn't build those net rigs and we built them. And Jayco sort of like puts his hand towards the guy and is like, Shut up, don't talk, be quiet. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't be, of course, leading the operation. It would be Ozair. Hmm. Tell me, does anyone have any ideas about where, this is Holland speaking, where we could source the lights? Sort of does everything they can not to look at Saffron because he wants to not be the person that put the idea into the crowd's head. Um, Ozer, the few times that um, Ozer has been in um, Saffron's place, I mean, Ozer notices things. That's what they do. They notice the lights and looks over at Saffron and smiles and says, you don't need to worry, Saffron. Your lights are too weak for me to be using. We need actual lights. Those are lights you use for a stage. They won't have the same effect. Hmm. They're also super wasteful. (laughs) Theater Theater lights, for some reason produce shit tons of heat that like yeah. yeah if you've ever run a spot it's just awful to burn yeah. your face off because you have to make sure the actors are as uncomfortable as possible while they're on I stage. know right it's like oh this scene's set during winter but it needs to be well lit so we want you all to wear wool it's like nah yeah. it can melt the makeup into mm. your skin oh, I hate that especially when you're wearing like shit tons of paint um anyway Saffron uh, kind of nods appreciatively at uh, at Ozair. I think this might be the time that someone needs to like make up a place in the verdant where there's some lights. So anyone can say as their character or as one of their character's subordinates or as a random person of the crowd can shout out a suggestion. Ozair kind of looks at Holland and says there are two places we could get the lights. There is that big building, you know, it's about it's a couple miles from here. They have those big square lights on the outside. If we could take those down, um, that would work. Or um, the, what are they called? Yellow Submarine people? What are they called? <laughs> the yellowkin, or do you mean the mountaineers? Not the mountaineers. Because uh, the, they live in caves, right? 
They do live in caves. Yes. Um, it's possible that the yellow pin might have some kind of light source that they might have used in the past. Maybe they don't use it anymore or would be willing to trade food or items for. Both of those places would be... Saffron. Yes. If you would like to make me a, open your mind to the weird role, you can try and remember whether the yellowkin have lights in their home. Oh, goodness. Um, I will try it, do but it, my, my it. weird is not great. Um, let's see. Got to find the page with my stats. That'll be the first thing. And... Let's see how we do here. Uh, six. Because my weird is at minus one. Does anything happen on a fail roll on that? I think it's something awful. Hang on. Um, got to find the, the page. I got it right here. Uh, on a 10 plus, the MC will give you a good detail. On a 7 to 9... Uh, you will get an impression if you already know all there is to know. The MC will tell you that. On a miss, be prepared for the worst. Yeah, it's something terrible. All right, here we go. Let's see what I can remember. So, you you sort of, at the mention of your birthplace, you can sort of hear this screaming, sort of droning sound, like a mechanical shearing um, as well. Uh, a and you see these uh, yellow lights sort of rising up into the sky in this huge open cavern and there's this chair and you can see in this chair is uh, the Amber Queen the Amber Queen has always been there no one, only the true uh, chosen know who the Amber Queen is. Uh, and it's just sort of burning in the back of your mind like you know them in a way that no one else knows them. You've never known someone as deeply and as closely as you know the Amber Queen. Uh, and as you're looking at this throne that they've made for themselves with these lights climbing into the sky, you feel a sharp pain in the base of your neck. Uh, and as you fall to the ground looking uh, at the lake, the lake that you now call your home, you see it empty and devoid of water, a barren, desolate landscape. Uh, everyone else can see that Saffron has just started seizing uh, and has fallen to the ground. Uh, this, oh, hasn't, oh this hasn't happened since Saffron first came to the community. It used to happen a lot. Um, and then as Saffron found their place, it stopped. Um, so what does everyone do as Saffron is seizing? I, I, Azama, runs over to him 
and uh, takes takes one of the the vials of water from the aquifer off his chain uh, and pours it down Saffron's throat in the hopes that the healing properties might stop the seizure. Saffron, you're saying something over and over again. What is it? Um... The Yellow Queen sits on her throne. She watches. She knows. Is is Saffron screaming that or like whispering? No, she's like whispering it. Have you seen the yeah. Minority Report? Yeah. It's like when Agatha is just keeps whispering shit. Rand like just keeps saying it after over and over and over again as she's staring past Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, John so, Anderton, I think his name is. Ayazama does not mention this to anyone, but he uh, he he holds Saffron's head, so he like doesn't you know smack it against something. I guess they were on sand, but still, yeah. Uh, so he doesn't like smack it against something, and like I said, pulls one of those vials off and it pours it down his throat to yeah. hopefully stop the seizure. Um, should I make your, oh, wait, apply first aid is a is a roll, I think. Uh, I wouldn't or, worry about it. I mean, I okay. haven't taken harm oh, that's yet. Probably, so. that's, yeah, that's yeah. for healing. Yeah. Um, Saffron's, Saffron's mask has slipped off, and you can see that half of his face is slack, as if maybe he had a, he had a stroke at some point in the past. Um, and his, his eyes are, are... Um, you know, pupils, one's huge and one's like a pinprick and they're looking in different directions um, and he is just a, a complete complete mess as he's muttering and <laughs> the Amber Queen, she sits on a throne, she knows, she sees all, she knows. You can knows. you can smell the putrid uh, stink of, of sulfur uh in in a place where you there should not be the putrid stench of sulfur. Are you talking to Ayazama? I am talking to Saffron. Sorry. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, it's just it's seeping uh, through. Um, it's a very strange scene. It's like, yeah, maybe we could go into maybe we could ask the Yellowkin, and then seizing, and then like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, is that a no? <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, Ayazama cradles Saffron until the the seizure passes. Everyone's just and like, then, and, then, and then as he starts to come to, gives him another vial of uh, the source water, the aquifer water. Everyone just kind of stands around, whispering to each other uh, as this is all going on. Um, Jose, what do you do? A shrub. I don't know. <laughs> well. Holland says, I, uh, sorry, Pacifica says, perhaps it would be worth sending an emissary to the Amber Queen to inquire if they can help us. Ozé, would it be possible to burn... The sulfur to create a powerful enough light? Perhaps we could trade food to them in exchange for that uh, mineral that they hold so dear. 
<sighs> um, well, my dear. Um, no. <laughs> Milady, you say, is your <laughs> tip. Your savvy I'm head hat. Milady. Yeah. <laughs> your apocalypse trivia. Yes. And I go off and write my my little pony fan fiction. Um, <laughs> my little moose fan fiction. <laughs> so. Friendship say, is the weakness that peak, that leads to your downfall. Okay. I look at Sofka and kind of say, well, if, you know, if that's Saffron's reaction to me saying, hmm, let's go to the yellow can. Oh, I just stopped the season. See the yellow can. Um, I mean, we can just go to the building. Has light lines. Um, dangerous. Yes, this building actually Bean would point up. This is who's gonna go to this building? Will it be you, Ozair, or will it be the hunters that have to go out? The hunters who are desperately underarmed to protect I'll us. Oh my god! I'll go. Just a couple of people sort you of stand there. Big enough to go. Uh, tall husband and short husband uh, step forward and say, we'll go with Ozair if none of the other hunters are game. Oh, I get it. I hate it. <laughs> it's the punpocalypse. <laughs> does, does Ozair sigh as his family comes to his defense? Exactly. <sighs> No, not the damn husbands. Um, I, I would like to let's see, uh, read a charged situation, because it's definitely a charged situation. It's so charged. Go for it. It's let's so charged, you can power those giant lights with it. If only. That's right. Three, two, six. We're going to make a matrix battery. We're just going to plug a bunch <laughs> of kids in. It's gonna run. It's gonna run on drama. <laughs> Seven, eight. You know what? If it'll get them to stop smoking, you can have them. <laughs> Where are they getting no, the, like lit the tobacco? <laughs> it's probably some sort of like dried lake weed that they smoke. Uh, yeah. It's something from the forest. We talked about it last time. Oh right, yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. yeah. Tobacco-ish. Who's in Some control kind of, here? Who's in control here? Uh, no one is really in control. The person that probably has the most control over the crowd is actually can the canteen. That's kill. No, I need that canteen. Um, That's Ozair's first thought. Let's kill him. Wait, no. The canteen probably controls like 30% of this crowd, and then everyone else has much smaller can, uh, holding. I improved, by the way. Oh, sweet. Nice. Well, aren't you special? I am. I'm getting my special move from my sheet that I always wanted. Brilliant. Did you only have one question you could ask? Just yep. Guess cool. I got an eight. Yeah, no, I just wanted to... 
So yeah, the canteen probably has the most control here. Bean continues talking and it's like, Look, even if we put a party together and they manage to get to this uh, building, they manage to survive there and there happens to be what they need and they happen to get it back. What if we can't make this plan work? What if we can't get the generator working? What if any number of a hundred of things that could go wrong with this plan go wrong? We can't um, put all of our eggs into that basket. You know, um, we we need we need another plan. And I propose the forming of a militia. No. <laughs> no. We need soldiers. We need something more than just hunters. We need better weaponry. We need to start thinking about our actual defense. We stop the bone chewers, that's great. What happens when the mountaineers come down on us? They have freaking assault rifles, and we've got a smattering of pistols, some bows, and the occasional spear gun. And Bean, when we get these better weapons, and we train our hunters to be warriors, and to go out and take what they need instead of working with the others around us, how do we become different from the Mountaineers? I'm not proposing we form raiding parties. Not I'm yet. I'm proposing we but form what a defensive we militia. What happens when we need bullets for those guns? Who has those? The Mountaineers. And then what happens when we want more guns? And what happens when we just want more? As it is now, the aquifer provides for us. Our ways have worked. But we need defense. Lights will work well against the bone chewers. They're not likely to deter the mountaineers. Nor are a smattering of trained hunters who find themselves with guns. Uh, one of your followers, an uh, older woman, looks to you and says, Canteen, how do you propose we protect ourselves from the mountaineers? Does, do the books offer some insight? <laughs> um, the Gospels that have been written offer many insights, but foremost among them is that the Khans are in charge of our community, and it is to them that we have all placed our trust in these matters. And Ayazama turns to the two Khans. What say you? Holland and Pacifica sort of turn and say, give us a moment. And they turn away. They seem to be whispering to one another. And you see, uh, the, you see Pedro and the female assistant walk over. There's more whispering. And Pacifica turns back as Brandon wants to say something. I walk over to Ayazama and lean over slightly. First I say, thank you. Ayazama thinks. No, 
Caesars, <laughs> black stars rising. <laughs> Second, I say, I thought this was a meeting, not let's have a secret talk that no one knows what we're saying because we're keeping secrets. They are the ones in charge. Oh, I gotta move my mic there. There we go. They are the ones in charge, and in the end, the decisions and their and and their successes and failures rest with the cons. Maybe um, I prefer you as the leader, and I walk away. Oh my! Well, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> oh, of course. Not. I don't say. Um, Raymond, am I, am I, like, able to pull myself together yet, or am I still just, like, sputtering on the edge of my seizure, and, uh... Um, it is up to you, uh, whichever you think would be more beneficial to whatever your next move is. <laughs> Alright. If, if it would help oh, right. you to be still in... Misery. Yeah. If it would be more helpful for you to still be in the throes of your thing as you shout more uh, prophetic words, then go for it. Um, I think, I think, no, I think, um, Saffron does not have a very good relationship with that part of himself, so he will push it away as fast as he can. Mm -hmm. Um, and is probably a bit too shaken now to say something, say anything while, when he should have. Um, so, I guess he is sitting um, with his with his mask off, which is something that rarely happens. Just sort of uh, holding holding the the vial of the source water that the canteen so generously gave him, and and just sort of shivering, and and coming down off of it. But you know, kind of still paying attention uh, to what's going on. And if it looks like um, if it looks like Bean is going to, you know, try to push for his militia or whatever, uh, then Saffron can speak up then. Um, what was the name of your bodyguard again, uh, Ayazama? Nipperkin. Yeah. Nipperkin, uh, walk, uh, who is standing by you, sort of leans yeah. towards Saffron and says, uh... I know your inclination is to sip the water, but you'll want to drink it as fast as possible. Uh, Saffron looks up and and kind of nods and just downs the whole thing. And then uh, gets shakily to his feet. Saffron, uh... I've already forgotten his name. Pipsqueak? Nip Nipperkin. Nipperkin. Why did I fucking want to say Pipsqueak? Uh, Nipperkin <laughs> sort of puts their hands uh, across... Uh, your back and one and with the hand resting on your shoulder and then puts their other hand on your chest uh, saffron and is sort of rubbing it and says now you're going to feel like you're about to throw up all that water you just sculled but you've got to work really hard to keep that water in and he's just sort of rubbing <laughs> your chest saffron like on your nodding. sternum alright you should be fine you good? do you feel steady? yes yes I think so thank you and and thank you canteen that was exactly what I needed. Uh, it is my pleasure, but uh, Lissa is the one who brews these. They are rather potent. As Nipperkin sort of push, pulls away, he says, uh, you will want to come to service tomorrow. Yes, I think, I think I'll do that. 
Oh yeah, working that religion. We were happy to have. Oh yeah. You've got good people. Ayazama uh, uh, reach, you know, reaches out a hand to uh, Saffron and helps pull him up and brush off some of the sand from his hair and everything from his shaking on the on the beach. Saffron uh, looks looks down, sees uh, sees his mask at his feet. Um, kind of picks it up and gazes into its empty eyes for a moment and and then holds it in his hand at his side. Is his face still, like, stroked? Yeah. He's, he's a little bit, like, palsy. That's his thing. It's something from an earlier injury, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, tell me, uh, Saffron, as you are contemplating your own situation and your own mask what is a one of the rumors you've heard about why Holland is always covered head to toe hmm um well, that's a good question um I think uh, there was a there was a rumor going around that when when Holland was a child, um, he he mocked the power of the source. Uh, he thought you know because he was because he was a dammer or they were a dammer, and and very technical minded. They thought that it was a bunch of you know hogwash and poppycock, and um, went and. Uh, drank from, you know, drank directly from the source, um, drank almost, almost a quart of water from it. And uh, in order to, I, I guess maybe like, if do we attribute like, Agency to the source, or is it is it just like the the mana from heaven? Um, a... I, I think the the water itself is mana from heaven, but the source is something that's somewhat unknown. Okay, like so we, it... we, you know, it it comes from somewhere. The source is divine. So the source, but, uh, the source might be God, but the water is is just all right. So so um, as as punishment for for their uh, hubris, their um, transgression, arrogance, and transgression, um, their their skin developed uh, a a horrible affliction. Um, and they wear their their coverings so that so that uh, no one remembers, uh, you know, no one no one sees their their shame and their failure. Hmm. Interesting. Um. As you're pulled up, a few more moments pass, and then uh, Pacifica turns um, with a hand. Uh, on uh, with her hand gla uh, grasping Holland's, uh, and they say, "We propose a solution. Hopefully, a means of keeping the bone chewers away from us. We will pursue Ozea's plan." Bunch of people start screaming. Beans like that's stupid. Ha and then Holland raises a hand and says, "However." 
we will also trial a militia. You guys can react as you would. <sighs> we will not manufacture new weapons for them. However, Ooh. I we will give Bean permission to train a handful. Five warriors. Uh, you have... Uh, what season is it? It's spring. You have until the first day of summer, both of you, to recover your lights and to train your men. And then Holland turns away and Pacifica sort of awkwardly says, Thank you all. And we hope that you, uh, we hope that you understand our reasoning. If you have any questions, uh, we shall uh, await you. Uh, and they go and sit on their yacht, and then a bunch of people like just immediately go back to their boats and start heading back. Um, but there is opportunity to go and question their reasoning. Ooh. Uh, Ayazama will go over and speak to them. Mm -hmm. uh, you two, you other two, you see Ayazama walking towards the cons. You, two, you three all managed to end up being pretty close to one another by the end of that. So, if you want, you can follow them or do your own thing. Azir is probably going to do their own thing knowing Azir. <laughs> Boom, um, already halfway across the lake. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Saffron is going to put on his put his mask back on and uh, sort of follow behind the canteen because he wants he, he doesn't really so much have anything to say at the moment, but he wants to hear what the canteen is going to say. Alright, so you walk up to them. Oh. So, uh, Canteen Ayazama smiles at the two of them. Uh, that was well done. You managed to, at least temporarily, appease both groups. Yes. Holland is sort of like absent-mindedly staring at the water. Specifically, uh, like, thank you. I'm glad that you agree with us, uh, at least somewhat, uh, says Pacifica. Well, uh, as I said, I do not necessarily agree that training a militia is the best response, but I understand why you have taken the action you have. And I shall support you for the rest of the spring. Holland sort of like uh, snaps away from staring at the water and says, either he will realize he, that we and he are not equipped to train a militia, we do not have the skills or the knowledge, or uh, he will improve our defenses. There's no real loss. We haven't agreed to produce weapons. We haven't agreed to give him any more support. It is purely a training exercise. I, I will not reveal what I suspect the results will be, as that would not be just. Of course. 
However, I hope that it will not impact the hunter's regular duties. The hold still needs to be provided for. And eventually, a choice will have to be made. But until then, we just have to hope that we are safe. There could be some other defenses that could be installed. It, it might not be unwise to have our gates refortified to buy us time if the mountaineers attack. Our defenses are adequate for the bone chewers, but not necessarily for others. Pacifica turns to you and says, I would be very interested in hearing more about this plan. Uh, perhaps over dinner tomorrow night at uh, Saffron's uh, premiere performance uh, as she looks past you and sees Saffron is behind you. Oh, well, certainly, Pacifica. Um, I would, I would be honored. Of course, uh, you two have your your invitations as is usual. And uh, I, Alex, have I ever sent uh, Ayazama an invitation? Have Have you ever come? Uh, he's He's come before, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's responded. He's He's come on your invitation before. Uh, and perhaps, as a perhaps not a f necessarily a free invitation. Like the cons always get a free, free right. to, and then they pay for anyone else they bring with them. Uh, I would imagine at some point, uh, probably when Ayazama first became the new canteen, hmm. he got a free invitation. Yeah, that sounds fitting. But now is. Um, and and I would be I would be happy to um, extend an invitation to you as well, Canteen. That is very uh, gracious of you. Pacific sort of blushes as she says, "Up, we've already invited uh, the Canteen to attend with us." Uh, Pacifica, that is that is quite well. I shall attend with you, and I shall use the invitation that uh, Saffron has just so generously offered uh, for Babylon. I know she was interested in seeing the new performance. Cool. Pacifica nods. It's just like, brilliant. I'm <laughs> glad that you will br bring your uh, one of your followers with you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm, follower. <laughs> uh, it's 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 no secret. It is a secret that is never spoken out loud because <laughs> it would invalidate the canteen's role. Yeah. Well, it's also post-apocalyptic. I mean, if he can't, if he can't use the followers, what's the point? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I think a few priests would agree with you. Yes. At least Babylon is. Of age, at least Beth. Hmm. Yeah, uh, there's there's some a few more jokes that could be made there, but I feel like they would be in poor taste. So we're yes, just gonna yes. move straight on. We'll end with that one, <laughs> yes. So uh, Canteen Ayazama uh, bows to the cons and uh, thanks them again for you know their their service to the community and their wisdom, and uh, walks away and gets on the boat back to the the rest of the place. If there's nothing else you guys think you want to do at the end of this scene, I think we'll call the run there. 
Uh, yeah, I think I think that's yeah. uh, Saffron's yeah. planning on uh, taking one of her paddle boat, his paddle boats, excuse me, uh, back to the uh, theater and. Uh, Crisis averted for Saffron. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you all have a lot of a lot. I'm sure all your characters have a lot to think about this evening. Like, oh yes. Who is Ozair going to take on this suicide mission? So the the show is tomorrow night. We said. In uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I suspect that the next run is probably going to be a lot of um, like Ozair building this team of theirs. <laughs> And you two, yeah, it might all in fact happen at the show, which would be awesome. Jose might realize, oh god, I have to go and do terrible, go to this fucking thing. I got to do meet and greet at the at the bordello. <laughs> got to shake some hands and kiss some babies. Got to press, yeah, yeah got to press some flesh, so to speak. Well, and maybe. Literally. <laughs> so, end of session move stuff. Um, I I don't I could give it I think I could give one to either of you. So, um, because I think Ayazama got to know both of them a little bit better. Yeah, so that's true. I'm gonna roll a die. Uh, evens is saffron. Odds is Ozair. Even saffron, take plus one X. I gotta find my okay plus one history with Ayazama. Um, I could I could really give it to either of you as well. Um, I I kind of enjoyed my scene with Ozair because um, my character wasn't seizing and spouting prophetic nonsense. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give mine to Ozair. All right, and Aizama, you get mine. Cool. Brilliant. I don't think there's anything else we need to do. Brandon, you advanced, correct? Yep. What'd you get? It's a secret. You have to wait till next session to know. Ooh, brilliant! <gasps> you can reveal that. Did anyone else advance? I did not. No, I've. I've only marked one box, so... Same here. Oh, no. Same here. Yeah. I, I need to use those moves more. Yeah, you gotta... You gotta do more... More, uh... Maestro D stuff. More yeah. hot. Do more hot. Uh, apparently, if I level up, I can get my... I can turn my followers into, like, actual followers, like the... The, like other, the other book. Or a gang. Turn them into a gang. Yeah, you can turn them into the Hocus followers. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it, the Hocus. The Hocus followers can be, like, spread out through the area that you live in. Like, they don't have to be all in your hold, I believe. Oh, yeah. So you can, like, I'll, go yeah. to the you go to the burner community and there's, like, one guy there talking about the source. Like, <laughs> he's, like a, he's like a source otaku. Oh, <laughs> nice. A source taku. Yeah. My name is my name is Mita uh Mita Tiber and I am a <laughs> devotee of the source 
I know all the books. <laughs> and everyone gives him weird looks as they burn down trees. Yeah. These kids today with their devotions to these new age religions, back in my day we burnt trees. <laughs> and we were happy about it. We didn't need none of this water nonsense. Yeah, indeed. All right. Uh, cool. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I, I yeah. did all right. Yeah, it was yeah, fun. No, I liked it. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really liking the the political intrigue nature of this whole thing. Yeah. Not what I would expect from Apocalypse World, but it's awesome. Well, yeah, you you guys chose the classes that made it. It's really you and uh, it's really Alex and Ryan are the sort of. Yeah, sorry. Like I, well, I don't have a problem with it, but like if um if Ozair can sort of go either way. I could do like raider type stuff with Ozair, but like you two, it's like you have no reason to leave this compound <laughs> except no. on like some kind of diplomatic mission. So, and, and if I did, I have a pair of scissors to dis to defend myself with. Like, yeah, I have a gun. Yeah, no, I like the way this is going. I've tried to do political intrigue stuff before with my games, and, like, it didn't really work, but this seems to be shaping up well. Yeah. So, yeah, good I work. Blow everything up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck these hell. lights. Let's get some sulfur and make some bombs. Hey, you know what? You know what's really bright? Bombs. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Messages. Cool. Um, all right. Well, we're going to end the recording there, and then we'll probably uh, chat just quickly. All right. Uh, farewell from the past. I'm Raymond. <laughs>